Welcome. 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 Welcome to Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Welcome to Baseball Mainly. Hey, welcome to Baseball Mainly. Here we are again, and we are in the middle of the playoffs. This is the best time of year because you actually see some good baseball. You do. Uh, for the most part. Everybody starts back at fresh. Yeah. 162, No, it did matter to get you in, but now it's everybody's fresh and who's hot. And a couple of my teams are still in it, yeah. so that's good. Mm-hmm. And uh, with us today is, uh, as you can hear, is uh, Corey Sir Patrick Stewart, who is our uh, our favorite baseball guy, <laughs> because he talks <laughs> off the top of his head just like all the announcers in the MLB do. <laughs> I know a little bit more than the announcers. I just play. I think dumb. you do. I think you do. I think you know more than I know more than Joe Some Buck. of the things. Oh my goodness! Some of the things they say, I can't believe. I know. I, they're just killing time. I know. But maybe that's what we're doing, too. And with us today also, Ethan, the Statman Perlman. Yeah, and I just realized I'm uh, I'm repping the wrong sport today. Um, Good the, gosh. On the top of my dome. I just noticed that. <laughs> well, this is how bad it is. The Tigers lost 114 games. Mm-hmm. At least the Lions can't lose 114 <laughs> this year, right? So, uh, and... That's been an interesting season. I mean, they could they could just as easily be what is it four and zero or zero and four. Every game they've looked bad and found a way to at least make it close. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm not a I I just can't be a football guy anymore. And yeah. you know I. I, oh, I, I was going to invite you to the Thanksgiving Day game, Jess. Uh, no. I, <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay. Goes, uh, no. <laughs> I, I don't want to. I, I don't want to deal with it. I, you know, Jess I, would rather uh, be home eating food and I'm taking a, naps. If you bring back, if you could bring back in their prime, Joe Harry. Schmidt, Terry Barr, Jim Gibbons, um, Earl Morrill. And put him and let him actually be the starter instead of Mel Plum. Uh, Nick Petrosanti. Uh, Would you like Barry? Barry back? Sanders, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Mel Farr, or you know any any of that any of the greats we've had and put them, yeah, put them out. The the great the great defensive back, uh, Lem Barney, mm-hmm. uh, Dick Night Train Lane. We've had some great players here. Do you want Calvin Johnson back? Sure. Okay. Uh, and uh, the the tall guy uh, during the uh, Scott Mitchell era receiver, great Herman Moore. Yeah. Oh, Herman yep. Moore. Yeah, Herman. Uh, uh, you know, I they, love that name. They I have, do too. They've had great players mm-hmm. and a terrible organization. Yeah. That has to be the the key. It is. Anyway. Enough about the Lions, because this is a baseball show. <laughs> Mainly. Uh, <laughs> Mainly, yeah. Well, uh, you know, we were supposed to have another guest today. And, he, he's uh, What happened? Yeah, and, and, what and happened? He had bigger, bigger fish to fry. That's well, okay. Well, you know, he may not be here, but I would love to pitch his show just for a second anyway. Sure. Because, you know, I, I am honored to be the producer for his show as well. So on Monday, October 14th, from Mr. Joe's Sports Bar and Grill, we're going to have a Lions wrap again starting mm-hmm. at 6 o'clock. Uh, two hours before kickoff of Monday Night Football, Lions-Packers. 
we look forward to having a good crowd out there. And uh, it's going to get rowdy. It is going to get rowdy you know, because that, it's that, a that division. Fan better not show up. Well, it's that it's that division game that everybody's hunting for first place, and the lines are kind of right there with who are everybody. they playing? The, the Packers. Packers from Lambo. Those cheeseheads. You know, that's the only thing I have. You know, go back and forth about. I love cheese. But I hate the Packers. Well, I'm happy that they're playing in Lambeau I, uh, early in the season because if they had to play them late in the season at Lambeau, I, I, it'd be cold and the Lions just we play indoors. We, well, the second to last week they got to play in Denver. Yeah, that's gonna be cold. Yeah, sure, but you know it's Denver, especially high that altitude. especially that mile high uh, sure. stadium and all that right all that smog from all the uh, you know <laughs> things so, that those illicit things out there. Any <laughs> any prediction? For that Monday night game. Yes. Where is it being played? Is it here? Lambeau. At Lambeau in, at Lambeau. in Green Bay. Yeah. So, uh, any predictions? Yeah. I think the Lions are going to win. Um, I'm not sure what the point spread is right now, but I, I think Lions 24, Packers 14. Okay. That's a, wow, that's a big gap, man. And I'll, I'll tell you, it'll be probably 31 to 7 Packers. <laughs> okay. Wow. I'm going to go... I need to write this down. Yeah. Cause okay, I, hold on. All right. 31 okay. 7 Packers. 7 Pack. 24-14 Lions. 24, and I, I got to say right Lions. now, um, Aaron Rodgers, Ethan. please shave off your mustache. I'm sorry. It makes <laughs> oh, him look gosh. like a porn star. He's got a porn star stash. Um, I know. I'm going to go, oh, man. I'm going to go 21. I'm going to go 21-14 pack. Sorry, Lions fans. Mm. It's just you, you're playing inside Lambeau, and it's really that running game that they're going to have to try to stop with the Packers. And the and Lions have stopped they some have. great running sure. games this year. Sure. And uh, no offense, that uh, wide receiving core in Green Bay is Subpar from what it used to be. They shut down the Cowboys last week, and uh, that uh, that that shows what the Packers can do. Can I just say the Cowboys? I hated their game plan. Sure, I. But we're not talking football the whole hour, right? No, but I have to tell you this. (laughs) My my wife's been out of town, so Sunday I was doing all this yard work. I was tired, uh, and I was hungry, and I went to a local restaurant that had televisions. I figured I'd watch. Some of the some baseball that was on. Mm-hmm. So I sat down and uh, they had these several televisions on. Was it all football? And it was the pack against uh, the Cowboys mm-hmm. and the Packers were stomping them. Yep. Mm-hmm. On the TV next to it, I figured there'd be the Cardinals game. But no, there was an ESPA, ESPN station, maybe ESPN 21, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> They had on cornhole. Yes, cornhole yes. It's a big sport. Followed by (laughs) frisbee football. Wait, Uh, the uh, uh, ultimate ultimate frisbee. Yeah, Uh, these are guys that line up like they're playing football, and then they throw passes of the frisbee, and the guy catches it. He has to stop, and he can pass it to the next guy. No, I played ultimate in college. I got to say, I almost tore my ACL playing ultimate. I want to tell you, this is an interesting game. If there's a reason ESPN has tumbled so far, Mm -hmm. they make baseball mainly look like. Great television. We are great television. 
any if if your idea of putting something on on a network television show uh-huh. is cornhole, where a guy is pitching beanbags with a beer in his hand, <laughs> something. Has that, that's how that's how they get sports. the sponsors, though. You gotta be having the beer in the one hand. I was bean sack in the I, other. I, hand. I, I get I get where you're coming from, Jess. I do because I remember I remember growing up where it was cold pizza and they'd be talking about sports that were. That's kind my of, guy, Jay Crawford. Oh yeah, BGSU. Right. So Shout out, Jay. It um it uh, and our and our friend John Ward. John Ward, who's going to be on the show. That's here right. Soon. Cold pizza people. Uh, I, I get where you're coming from, just just because it is kind of ridiculous to turn on ESPN the 16 or whatever. It Wait, is. isn't it ESPN it's the Ocho? Ocho? Yeah, but it they is. only do that one day a year. I know, so. but but yeah. I do, and I'm I'm kind of you know I've seen even ridiculous things of like you know yo-yo competitions and stuff yeah. like what that. What is your what is your stance on curling? Curling is an Olympic sport, so if it's in the Olympics, that's but an I, actual but I've sport. Heard people, I've heard people say that, well, breakdancing is about to be in the Olympics, well, so let's mm. let's kind of reel that back a little. Yeah. But I've heard people say watching curling is like, it's, the, the dumbest thing. No, and it's I've heard and I've, and I've talked to people who it's the most incredible thing to watch. It's, inv- I, it's advanced shuffleboard. It is. It's shuffleboard on ice. Yeah. It's like <laughs> Disney on ice. <laughs> All right. This day in baseball history in 1956, uh, one of the greatest games ever in World Series history. What happened? Well, good old Don Larson pitches the first perfect game in World Series history, defeating the Dodgers 2 to nothing in Game 5 of that World Series at Yankee Stadium. The 27-year-old right-hander, who had a poor start in Game 2 because of a lack of control, only takes 97 pitches and striking out pinch hitter Dale Mitchell looking for the final out. And we actually got some footage from this outing. Really? Cool. Yeah, let's throw it on up. About that old footage. Those right were there. the good old days where you you went into a baseball game and you had your fedora on and you had your nice suit on. You know, no real affiliation with any team. <laughs> <laughs> could, you, could you still drink? Could you still drink a few beers though? No, they had martinis Martini. back then. No, yeah, no, I don't <laughs> think so. No, in those days there was a lot of cigar smoking, mm-hmm. a lot of peanuts and beer yep. and popcorn and, popcorn. and uh, hot dogs. Or Red Hots. I mean, you'd also at that point see the uh, players in the dugout smoking, right? Oh yeah, you could. Yeah. In fact, did I did I mention this when when Joey got uh, through our financial planner, who works for Comerica, Mm -hmm. uh, got Joey the uh, ability to be an honorary bat boy, which just meant he could go on the field before the game with an escort Mm -hmm. and talk to some of the players. It was really pretty cool. 
So I put on my my Tiger's jersey and my Tiger hat. Oh, I remember this. And story. my sunglasses, <laughs> and I'm standing by the dugout, and the manager is in the dugout having a smoke, and he looks up at me, and he looks down, and he looks up again like. He's seeing himself in the mirror. It was Jim Leland. <laughs> we, were, we were twins for a day. But yeah, Mr. Leland. But, but you, were, you weren't having a smoke, were you? No, James? I don't. Mr. Smoke. Leland would be out in the outfield, you know, shagging balls with you know Verlander and all of them, and smoking cigarettes. Yeah, I think well. even Verlander said, "Yeah, I had to kind of stand a downwind or away, from, you know, mm-hmm. from downwind because all that smoke kept blowing in well, the face." Well, I can tell you a great story from when I was. Working there, and uh, I was oh, out you know firsthand. That's right, I keep forgetting. And uh, I was out there, and Gene Lamont was out there with a bat, just in the outfield talking with some of the players. And he looks over at me, and he's like, "Where's your hat?" I'm like, "I don't have a hat." He's like, "They need to give you a hat." I'm like, "Well, thank you, Mr. Mm-hmm. Lamont." <laughs> and he's like, "Who?" I'm like, "Mr. Lamont." He's like. I go by Gene. I don't go by Mr. Lamont. Nice. Like, okay, well, I'm trying to show some respect here. You're, and I'm sure he appreciated. You know, uh, Lamont was the manager when uh, Ventura got his clock cleaned. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, speaking uh, of another Tiger manager, in 2000, preceded Mr. Uh, um, Uh, Mr. Leland. Mr. Leland, thank you. Yep. 2002, the Tigers hire their former all-star shortstop, Alan Trammell, to manage the faltering franchise, and this would be the first time that he had been a coach since the Padres. And uh, some people say this was the worst managerial hiring in Detroit Tiger franchise history. Um, well, I mean, I think that was before the Osmus era, so... Maybe I don't know. You don't think Trammell's tenure with the Tigers was worse than Osmus? It was short-lived. Well, that's true, but I don't know. That's a that's a tough. I decision. mean, he didn't have as much talent as Osmus right. did. We, um, we, we, me and me and Jess were talking before the show started, and uh, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of respect for Allen in Detroit uh, mm-hmm. as a player, as a manager. I know he kind of falls in line as that. Uh, Almost Isaiah Thomas to the Pistons kind of move, but uh, uh, you know he had what he had at that time, and you can't ask any more really let's, from a manager. Let's talk about what he had. Okay, he had Bobby Higginson in the outfield. I, I don't know why, but Craig that was Monroe. my big guy was Bobby Higginson. Craig Monroe, mm-hmm. Bobby Higginson, mm-hmm. Cody Ross, mm-hmm. Dimitri Young, Dean Palmer. These are not these are not triple A, double no, right. A, single A guys. Sure, sure, sure. But these also aren't Max Scherz or Justin Verlander. Well, hold on. On the infield, he had catching Inge. He had Infante. He had Santiago, mm-hmm. and he had Carlos Pena. Mm-hmm. He had Steve Sparks, who was a very good pitcher, mm-hmm. knuckleballer. Nate Robertson, who had. Uh, a little bit of success, yep, he, he, and could have had a lot with with better with his if his arm mm-hmm. had been better. Did we trade Infante that hold, next hold year? Yeah, okay. we had Matt. I, th- no, I think we, he was gone not long after. Right, I think two years later. We two had Matt Anderson, uh-huh. who, you know, threw bullets. Yep, couldn't find a strike zone, but he threw bullets. Mm-hmm. We had Steve Avery. Mm-hmm. 
we had, uh, uh, you know, the, the uh, bow and arrow guy, uh, Fernando Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> the bow and arrow guy. Uh, can, can I say, I don't even know him from that anymore. I know him as the guy who just won't wear his baseball hat straight. We had Jeremy Bonderman. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we had Mike Maroth. Yes. All right. Um, among a, mu- a number of other guys. But do you think you could put together a 60-win season with that group? Yeah. Now, I love Trammell. Yeah. But come on. Something was wrong. Something there. was wrong. Something bad was kind wrong. Kind of why there. I believed in that with Osmus. He had all the tools, if not better, during that first and second year. And he didn't do anything with it. Welcome to Detroit. <laughs> we give you all the talent in the world, and but you need to know how to you, use it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like anything else, right? You got to know how to implement right. a, a good plan. That's right. Yeah. And uh, well, Jess, you you manage you manage high school baseball. You know where to put kids with their strong suits and where where they need a little bit more work. Well, you give me too much credit. I'm a I I coach freshmen. That's baseball. the best time. And, and Corey, are you thinking what I'm thinking? That he coaches us how to play baseball? Well, no, I was thinking, oh. <laughs> we, I was thinking we submit him to the Tigers. Yeah. Well, here's here's the deal with freshman baseball. Well, then we won't have a show if he's gone. I had We have a celebrity on every week. Uh, I had 21 guys uh-huh. try, try out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it was easy to pick the top 10, actually the top 12. However, three of them got poached from me mm-hmm. by the JV. JV coach. JV, yeah. So I had nine guys that were decent, mm-hmm. three which were great, mm-hmm. two more which are going to be real good. Mm-hmm. And then of what was left, I had to pick five or six guys that, in all honesty, aren't going to move up without a whole lot of improvement. Sure. How uh, how many guys did you have in your roster again? I had fifteen. Fifteen. How many did you have to cut? Out of curiosity, I cut. I cut. Uh, I cut six. I'm hmm. assuming that's not an easy decision. So I had a total grade. of uh, twenty-four guys trial. Wow. And it was it. The cuts are the hard part because, you know, you're breaking somebody's heart mm-hmm. that loves baseball. Yeah. But they have the opportunity to try out the next year, right? They do. JV, yeah. And I encouraged them all to, you know, join a team during the summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Continue to play. Continue to get better. Yeah. But it's hard in that moment, just because you know, yeah. as a as a young kid who just wants to play baseball and his opportunity after you know, middle school and grade school yeah. and playing t-ball and throwing, <laughs> you know catch with your friends in the streets and then all of a sudden you kind of sure. it's hard it's hard at this I get very that. low level mm-hmm. at which i was coaching yeah i learned a lot yeah i learned a lot about putting people in a position to uh excel mm-hmm. uh maybe you know going out visiting the mound when a guy's having trouble and saying man just take a deep breath yeah you know, you're my guy. Let's yeah. see what you can do. Well, just that's give, what you, that's what just you, give it your yeah. all. This mm-hmm. isn't, you know, this isn't going to be in a paper tomorrow, right. man. Go get them. Well, that's what you do and, here and, at NRM Streamcast. And some of those guys, suddenly, they got a second win. Mm-hmm. And other mm-hmm. guys, you could tell, they were always going to be nervous out there and afraid. And that's, you know, bring the guy out and let's yeah. try somebody else. Yep. And there were there was there was one kid. Good athlete, had mainly played football, that his whole approach to hitting was all arms uh, 
and we worked on getting the fr- what I call getting the front foot down and then swinging because the swing was all at once. Suddenly, this guy started hitting the ball. I know it made him feel good, but it really made me feel good mm-hmm. to see him improve. I think Trammell would probably be a much better manager today if somebody gave him another chance. I think so. But, but know, I really hope he doesn't leave the Tigers organization. Here, here's a guy Well, that, he's in player development right now, isn't right. he? Yeah, yeah, he's a special assistant to the GM. Yep. Yeah. And Trammell is um, a gentleman. He is. And that might have been part of his problem because he I'm sure he came to the ballpark every day motivated, mm-hmm. came wanting to be a, a teammate. Yep. He was he was, I'm sure, good friends with Lou. Mm-hmm. And they they played together. And I'm sure when he inherited this group that followed the likes of Weaver, Higginson, and Fick. Yeah. These guys were not guys that played together. No. Weaver, Higginson, and Fick, I don't, you know. Everything I've heard, they were like the the rat pack. These yeah. guys were just kind of wild, and we're going to do their own thing and uh, cause problems for the Tigers. Yep. And there was a reason they weren't still with them yep. when, when Trammell came along. So mm-hmm. Anyway, enough about that. I, I love Alan Trammell. Yeah. I think he was in over his head with that group, I think and so, he was too, too nice. Yeah. And if you've ever seen uh, Jim Leland... Uh, Having his discussion with Barry Bonds and telling him to go home, if he's not gonna, if he's not right. gonna perform, mm-hmm. yeah, um, you'll understand what a what a big league manager has to do. Exactly. Well, I would I would say even at a few different levels, you gotta have the the balance of nice. I don't want to say niceness, uh, sympath, compassion as a coach and the passion, and being a hard ass. But he was, and yeah. That's something that I love this one video, and maybe we'll show it in one week, but it's Texas Longhorns college coach, um, yeah. who I believe has since passed on. I, I know he retired a yeah. few years ago. Actually, he mm-hmm. may still be alive. Yeah, And it's him going in after a game and just ranting against his team because they thought they had the game won. Yep. They relaxed, mm-hmm. and they didn't put in 100% effort. Sure. For the 27 outs, and they ended up losing a very, very important game in their season. Mm-hmm. And he let them know it. While he is a one of the most he was one of the most respected coaches of yep. his time, he let them know that hey, I'm going to be hard on you because yep. it's what's going to make you better. Right. Well, you can you can make fun of Yogi Berra all you want, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is a very profound thing what he said. Yes. It ain't over till it's, it's over. over. Yep. And. Did you see Yogi in that Larson video? Yeah. But Yogi was ex- as excited as Don Larson about yeah. that perfect game. Mm-hmm. Has it? Has there ever been another perfect game in the World Series? No, no but there was a so. no-hitter, yep. and that was Roy Halladay. And that was actually, I think, an anniversary either yesterday or two days ago was the anniversary of the Roy Halladay no-hitter. Wow. Um, or else yeah. we would have had them both in. But. That's too bad he's not still around. Yeah. Right. Sad. Hey, you've got on here a review of the Tigers' weekly performance. Yeah, no, we're, we're going to skip. Well, let me tell you what was really good about that. They're renaming they're all, play. Yeah, they're all resting. Well, there is something to update, and that is the Connecticut Tigers are getting a new name. And that's, and, their, uh, that's their instructional league team, right? That is the... No, that is low Short a. season? Yeah, short season. Um, and... You know, it's interesting because they're not going to be called Connecticut any either way. It's going to be Norwich, 
and they're having a fan vote for what the new name will be. They had gotten over 700 submission of names. They've narrowed it to five finalists, and here is what they are. Any idea where these come from? Because they have to it, have it was some fan kind ideas. of It was fan ideas were sent okay. in. 700 what? were sent in. These were the top five decided. And uh, we got the Norwich Golden Roses, <laughs> the Norwich Mill Mules, the Norwich Narwhals, the Norwich Salty Dogs, which is my personal favorite, really? and the Norwich Sea Unicorns. <laughs> I can tell you, based on the fan vote on Twitter that I saw, right now the Norwich Narwhals were in the lead. It rolls off the tongue. It's so good. So I, I want to know. Are you like sweet. the narwhals? Yeah, the I know. I know. Sweet. Jess and I are on the same page with I'm, the salty dogs. Salty dogs. That sounds really? tough. Yeah. Yeah. Not the sea unicorn. And, and you know, <laughs> which is honestly, if you think about it, a narwhal is a sea unicorn because it has well, a corn. So you're kind of. Would you? Like, th- those two kind of cancel each other out. The mill mules. Not the, sure what that is. The two that I would like uh-huh. are the mill mules or the salty dogs, and the reason is. It sounds tough. What's a mill mule? I don't know. <laughs> uh, actually, a mill a mill mule would be a mule uh, that works in a mill that's that... harnessed to a, a grinding wheel right. okay. and walks so in I a do, circle. I, I do all day, know. Not the golden is, roses. No, I don't. Yeah. But can you? If you're a fan, you yeah. can be go mules or go oh, dogs. Yeah. It's not go unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Um, I would like to, go roses. I would like to see though what the image is for the salty dogs because I want to know is it kind of like a piratey image? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, yeah that, that's, 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 what I, that's yeah. another I think name when I that's another name dog. for a pirate, I believe. Yeah, yeah so that's dog, why yeah. I'm on board with that. I <laughs> think that's got a tougher uh, tone than the sea unicorns. Go roses. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You guys oh. smell sweet. <laughs> All right. Just what every baseball player wants to hear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, uh, we got uh, some postseason stuff coming up here, and we're gonna have to. We're gonna get our our friend uh, uh, Scott on the phone here in a minute. At least I hope so. Is somebody in the booth? Yeah, somebody is in the booth. Uh, We'll get get a notification when we got him on the line. So who who is in the booth? Oh, we got our great intern Emmett today in the phone booth. We can't see him right now because they uh, blocked the window for some odd reason. He's uh, well. We've got uh, we have uh, you know. First of all, the, the 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 worst of the series. Yeah. Yankees and Twins. Yeah. Oh, we're going to jump to that. Yeah, we're going to jump to that okay. because we know we want to talk about the other one with Yeah. yeah. The, the 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 Twinkies had a great season. They won over 100 games. They did. Mm-hmm. But you have to realize of that 100 games, they got to play was it 19 against the Tigers? Mhm. Well, let's think of it this they way. Got they to got to play 19 against the uh, Royals. Royals, and they got to play 19 against the White Sox. Yeah, and all three teams finished in the bottom like eight of the league. Yeah. So, so now yeah. I'm not taking anything away from the prolific hitting sure. that the Twins had because mm-hmm. the Twins, they could bang the ball. And the other thing I, I I admire about the Twins is they've really come back from way down. Yeah. Over and they've had even. Uh, Last year, their manager was... Um, was it Rocco? No, no, no. no. Before him. Um, 
great hitter. Um, help me. Who for the White the Sox? Oh, no, 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 no. The, the Twins. twins. The, wasn't it Rocco? I thought it was Rocco, but I could be. before that. Paul Molitor. Oh, oh. Paul. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember Paul yeah, Molitor's yeah, no. tenure there. He was with the Twins, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was. He, great ball player. And, sure. and they came who. from back from really a terrible bad season. Shape yeah, to a good season. With not much payroll. No. No. Didn't he get manager of the year that year, too? Mm. Now I'm just starting to throw. Who else? No. Who else doesn't have payroll? Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa Bay Rays, fifty-three million. Tampa Bay Rays are ha- holding their own against the Astros right now. Yeah. Now the Astros have the pitching, right? I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean you got Verlander going today. Tonight. I gotta say to the Tampa Bay fans, you're gonna need a miracle. What the what the the other coach say? What the he say the other day when I got Verlander? Yeah, Verlander. I got Verlander. I love the new verb. Yeah. Now we just got to find one for uh, Garrett Cole because I don't like I got cold because that <laughs> just doesn't flow as no, well. No, that's kind of cool though. I got I got I, you know your bats are cold. But we got a great guest on the phone right now, so let's bring him on. Scott, are you there? I'm here, babe. Hey, Scott. Hey, Scotty. Uh, Hey, man, uh, we're talking a little bit about the postseason right now. Do you know of any teams that are in that you like? Um, I'm, I've heard about these guys from St. Louis, the uh, well, the, uh, the Cardinals. That's it, the Cardinals. I like them. <laughs> hey, walk-off yesterday. Um, walk-off, it was uh, quite exciting. And I have to tell you, I'm glad he went back to Martinez because, you know, let's face it, he stunk it up twice. But... Uh, Came in in the ninth inning and shut the door, and then uh, they got uh, Yachty. The great Yachty is just uh, really. There are people in St. Louis that they're saying that he's, you know, it's it's Stan Musial and then Yachty or Molina right now. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's the case, but uh, I'm loving him. That's for sure. I love seeing Molina kind of take his bat and just chuck it and just get excited again. I mean that he's he's going to go down as one of the one of the greatest catchers in in that franchise. Well, right now he is the greatest catcher in the yeah. franchise, I and mean, I'm a Ted Simmons fanatic too. And I, I think Ted Simmons is a Hall of Famer, to be totally honest with you, uh, and how he's not as a joke. But mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm leaning to Molina right now, and the Cardinals have always had great catching. Him, Simmons, mm-hmm. McCarver, Torrey. Uh, actually, a great trivia question: uh, the first uh, National League MVP was a was a Cardinal catcher, Bob O'Farrell, 1926. Oh wow! So. Um, yeah, they've they've had great catching. So, uh, but without listen, I'm not only am I excited about it, I'm going to Game Five tomorrow. Are you oh, really? Oh, you yeah, lucky. we're. I'm heading. To, I'm, I'm in the car now, heading to Birmingham for our tournament, and I got to pick up Bryce, uh, my buddy who works for us in Atlanta tomorrow afternoon. And uh, I've made the call to my connection with the Cardinals, and I'm waiting to hear back. And regardless, I will be in the ballpark tomorrow night wearing red, 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 and. Uh, Hopefully, not having to listen to the tomahawk chop too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just an aside. Ted Simmons is from Detroit. Just thought I'd throw that in. Yeah, he is. He's a Michigan boy, and and, it, and and until Pudge broke his records, he still he's number two all time in hits, number two all time in RBIs, number two all time switch hitting home runs in the National League, more total bases than any catcher. More doubles than any catcher, 
highest batting average than any catcher. And how this guy, unfortunately for him, he finished very badly. Mm. And he hung on for four or five years with Atlanta and just became, you know, a part-time player and pinch hitter extraordinaire. And that, unfortunately, the modern sports era writer uh, saw that and didn't realize how great this guy was. Yeah, he wasn't Johnny Bench. He wasn't. But uh, he made every all-star team along with Johnny and, and played the last three innings, unfortunately. But uh, what a player. And I, it's a sin that he's not in the Hall of Fame. An absolute sin. I have only one knock on Ted Simmons. I probably shouldn't say this, but many years ago, I worked in a screw machine shop, one of many jobs going through college. And his mother did uh, drill press work in the screw machine shop. Hmm. And 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 I got to tell you, if I'm a big time baseball player, my mother's not working in that oily, dirty. Yeah, listen, who knows? I, mean, I, I got you with that. I understand that. All right. Uh, so who's on the bump tomorrow night? Well, we're going back to our boy, and hopefully uh, he'll pitch uh, as good as he did in Game Two. And Flaherty, I, I'm I'm telling you, boys, we're witnessing. I think this is going to be the Jack Flaherty coming out party from mm-hmm. this point on. Yep. I think I he shuts so. them down tomorrow and I think uh, and I think they beat the Nationals in the NLCS. Okay. Oh, you All think, right, think I think the so, Nationals so, win tomorrow night in Los Angeles. Well, who do the Nationals have going? They got Strasburg. Actually, yeah, they got Strasburg and I don't think he's going to lose. Uh, nope. I got to say um the only knock I got against the Nationals tomorrow is they're going up against Walker Bueller. They're going up against probably one of the best young arms in the National League. I don't think they have the offense to compete with the Dodgers in a pitching duel that could possibly have both starters going seven or eight innings. Hmm. Should be interesting. Well, I think there's a lot of pressure on the Dodgers. A lot of pressure. And I think uh, if they get behind early, a couple of runs, you know, we're in the fourth or fifth inning and the Dodgers are down a couple of runs. Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh, yep. there goes your whole thing you know, with the best team in baseball all season, and you're coming down to the end. I don't think the Nationals have anything to lose, nope. and uh, I, I like them. I, I like them tomorrow in an upset, and uh, yeah, I'm liking both the visitors tomorrow, <laughs> obviously. Right. So, um, so yeah, it, it's going to be great. That's it, what, listen, it's what every baseball fan wants. Oh, the yeah. Cardinals Brave series has been fabulous. Yeah, I mean, every game has gone down to the last moment, and it's been everything for both teams so um and he pulled the jong to start hitting all right mm-hmm. that's yeah. yeah so cardinals and nationals you got them going to the nlcs what let's go over the nl uh ds AL. right now the alds right now who do you got in the tampa and houston game <laughs> well you know you mentioned before uh, you got verlander going and you know it's almost automatic well let no. me tell you it's not automatic it isn't okay because if it was automatic then the milwaukee brewers would have won the 82 World Series because yeah. Don Sutton was pitching against a guy named John Stuper. Mm-hmm. And uh, it didn't work out. And Game 7 of the uh, 2004 playoffs, you had Roger Clemens pitching for the Astros against I forgot who. I don't even know who it was. And they lost. So nothing's automatic. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, nothing. we are we are Verlander slappies here because he came from here and we love him. <laughs> However... We remember Verlander in the World Series against the Giants. Can, can we f- get off of this? And oh, that, boy. that first inning, man, they just beat him up oh, with home boy. runs. Okay, well, I don't like him because he used to 
I, I'm not I'm kidding. I, I don't like him because the guys in clubhouse, the Cleveland clubhouse guys didn't like him. So uh, that's why I don't like him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I love Wayne and Willie. So Wayne and Willie first and Verlander second in my book. Uh-huh. Well, let me, let me tell you about Verlander here. Uh, I've, I've talked to some high school kids who are hanging out in a suburb here called Birmingham. And uh, Verlander and his lovely bride, at the time was his uh, girlfriend or fiance, uh, were in a restaurant in Birmingham. And these kids went up and bugged him for an autograph, and he was a perfect, kind gentleman to them, gave them mm-hmm. autographs, took pictures with them. And, and, you know, that's, I can understand a guy saying no, but he didn't. And, uh, I can tell you if that he's was done Matt. a lot of, he did a lot of good things while he was here. Yeah. I can tell you, though, if that was Matt. Listen, Scherzer, you're always going to get guys at, at a bad moment. I mean, yeah. that's it. Mm-hmm. it so I'm, I'm sure he's a good guy, and I'm just, uh, and 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 uh, our our buddy uh, Ethan here worked in the clubhouse. How yeah. was Verlander? So my my first interaction with Verlander wasn't actually in the clubhouse. It was in the bullpen at Comerica Park, and I got the wrong first impression of him. I will be completely honest. We were filling up the refrigerator in the bullpen. Uh, we had gone back to get some more water. Coming back in, he closes the gate right in front of us. Mm-hmm. So we open the gate. He has thrown one pitch. He wasn't pitching that day, but he was just doing his typical like day after sure. bullpen work. Uh-huh. He threw one pitch and he went off on us. Wow! So we put we get into the bullpen building and we putting the waters in and we just stay, we stay in there for his entire bullpen. And uh, we're we're heading out and the bullpen catcher at the time I'm not sure if it's the same guy as it is now kind of is talking to us about, you know, you really shouldn't have walked in. And me being the newbie that year, um, I let the other guy do the talking. And there were some things said that uh, I will not repeat on air uh-huh. that um, gave me the wrong first impression. But I, I, I got to interact with him a little bit later that season. The only thing I have to say is when you talk with your significant other, just don't talk on speakerphone. (laughs) Uh, There were things in that conversation that I really didn't need to hear. And, uh, but no, I think he's a great guy. The only player that I have had and I really had a true negative interaction with, and I heard that he's just as bad outside of the clubhouse, is Max Scherzer. Trust me, if those kids went up to Max Scherzer, he would not have been genu- genuinely nice about that at all. That's too bad. Mm. Um, I had him go off on me because I was following clubhouse rules for cleaning, and he let loose on me on oh, my first day. Boy. Yeah, listen, there's a, there's a couple of them. I mean, uh, you want to keep yeah. banging Burlandy here. Those clubbies just, you know, there's an unwritten rule. You're allowed a, a clubhouse guy can pass one ball throughout the clubhouse mm-hmm. and it's almost here and he just came out and said don't sign for this guy well and yeah they're all his teammates and i don't know why because there's nobody finer than wayne pelts in my book uh very uh, become a very good friend of mine he does these lego portraits you look him up on google oh, yeah. look up lego I, I cleveland like clubhouse lego artist and he's fabulous he's had mm-hmm. stuff in museums and apparently he did something he did some work for him and he didn't like it. I don't know what the whole story was. Scott, but everybody, listen, you, you're not going to get everybody at the right time. Yeah. All right? I mean, just, you just that's yeah. it. You're not. You know, yeah. I always ask clubbies when I 
you know, even in Texas a couple weeks ago, you know, who's the worst guy that ever came through here? Oh, you know, it's like, boom, all three of them, and, and, and synonymous with cranky, boom. Oh, the three, three guys <laughs> said it at the same time. Wasn't even, you know, cranky, horrible. Yeah. You, know? you know, these and ball players are like whatever. the rest the of the ball population. players are superstitious. Yeah. They get into a routine. You know, uh, listen, you may not think this because we love the game so much. All right, we love it. Would we want to be major league ball players? Damn right. But <laughs> mm-hmm. I know a lot of guys, a lot of players, who have played major league baseball and basically hated every minute of it. Hmm. And they hated the travel. They hated. They weren't people. You know, they weren't people persons. They didn't like being told what to do. They hated the travel. They hated being around other people. They loved the game and only did it because it was a outlay to such enormous money. But I, I'm not going to tell you who, but I'm a good friend of mine. You know, I said, Scott, I hated it. I hated playing. I, I, I knew I was good. I knew I could cash in and maybe play for eight or nine years, which this person did. And he retired. And he's on a boat and he's sailing around the world. But he hated every single minute of it. It's not an easy life. It isn't. I mean, I, I travel enough myself. Just think, if you were getting on an airplane uh, every sure. three days mm-hmm. and going somewhere, you're going to wake up many nights not even knowing where the hell you are. Right. And it's 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 a it's a grind and a routine. So, yeah, we all want to be major league ball players, but I can tell you now, it's not made for everybody. Nope. I mean, some guys get into it and love it, but it is a very stressful, tough lifestyle and sometimes you're just going to hit these guys when the stress factor is higher and they don't want to deal with another autograph or another selfie or mm-hmm. another whatever i mean it's just uh, and it's understandable but sure. it's not you know it's not all red carpet and bright lights it isn't well scotty i i, I need to change subject on you here real quick joe madden appears to be interviewing for the angels job do you think he could turn um, that? that? That's a great, listen, you talk about a team that really needs to win. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd like to I'd like to see him, if it's not the Cardinals, I'd like to see Albert go out. You know, he's got to be coming close to the end of that contract, mm-hmm. if not next year or the year after. You know, let him go out a winner. And same thing for Mike Trout. I mean, the best player yeah. in baseball is not even close to winning a division title. So he's a player's manager. Hopefully uh, he can do the job out there. But, the aura of the uh, Angels have never had pitching, all right? <laughs> Since I've grown up, you know, no one ever says, hey, what up, pitching says the Angels have. I was like, hey, you know, I had Nolan Ryan for a little while, Frank Tanana going back, and then uh, tell me who else. I can't come up with anybody great. So it's, they need pitching like everybody else. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's the name of the game, isn't it? We see that in the playoffs. Well, you do see in the playoffs. You see good hitters just mean maybe to look foolish here. I mean, it's... Uh, Pitching wins, and uh, I think uh, that's uh, that's why I, from day one I've, I've said the Cardinals, and I am telling you, if they win t- t- tomorrow night and Flaherty shuts the door down, he is going to go on a roll and win two in the next series and two in the World Series. Yep. And the St. Louis Cardinals are going to go all the way. And I, you may think I'm crazy, but uh, if the Dodgers get knocked out, Hey, that's a wide open door. That that would be. Uh, I like the Cardinals over the Nationals. I I don't see the Nationals beating the Cardinals. I don't. And I uh, I'd love to see that because Washington's close to New York. I can go to those games too. But anyway. <laughs> well, uh, the the Cardinals are my are my team as well this year, just because I don't like any of the other teams. Yep. 
and uh, and also because you, you could have said the Cardinals on my team this year because I want to root what Greeny wants to root for. Don't tell me because you don't like anybody else. Well, <laughs> I want to root for your team, but I also want to root for Dave Harville's team. That's my well, buddy. Uh, and, hey, uh, his license plate says Card 16. That's what it says. So uh, I'm hoping he's listening. Davey, I love you. I miss you. Yeah. Well, um, I'm going to try Jordan. to stop. Listen, I'm actually pulled over here. I'm stopping for gas on the New Jersey Turnpike. I got to hightail it. And uh, I would, uh, I'll send you guys pictures and stuff from uh, tomorrow night's Game 5. All sounds right. good. Sounds, sounds good, Scott. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining yep. us. We're going to run oh, your, thanks, guys. Run thanks your spot you right now. And uh, have a good trip. Be safe. I will, Jess. Thanks, buddy. All right, take care. Would you like to play some baseball? Do you still dream of playing on a major league field? Experiencing the magic of places like Field of Dreams? For 15 years, Play at the Plate has been making dreams come true. Play at the Plate offers you the chance to play ball. Join us for a lifetime experience. Go to playattheplate.org or call Scott Green at 631-255-4475. That's 631-255-4475. Well, uh, that's playattheplate.org. And uh, what's, it, the, what's the number again, Jess? <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys make it fun. Uh, just it's call, so call, good. Corey, Corey is lot, making fun of you. I'm, I'm not, staying. I'm not making fun of you. I just it's, it's okay. It's, it's okay. so it's so Corey, like sticks Corey, in your head. You, it Corey, sticks in your stop head. Stop digging yourself a hole. I'm you not. Know, I'm not you know, making you're, fun ta- of you're talking to the skip. He's got the best radio voice in the business, and that you're talking oh. to the no, skip. No, you're dude. making it sound don't, like don't, I'm making don't, fun don't, of him. I am not making fun <laughs> of Jess at all. Well, let me give you, let me give you another one. We also have another sponsor. Not we only do. play at the plate dot org, and, mm-hmm. and, and I'd encourage anybody listening or or watching to. Uh, Go to Scott's website, mm-hmm. playattheplate.org. If you're interested in playing, in playing, really playing some baseball, mm-hmm. it, it's not it's not like playing in a league. But they're going to put you with some people who are good, some people who aren't great, and you'll get to play baseball on a real field. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I, I play in a league here, but it's the fields are they're not great. No. If you get to play on a field that's either turf, there's some around here, those sure. are nice. Mm-hmm. Or you get to play on a field that's professionally kept, yep. like Comerica. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently they were in Texas. They're, he's on his way to Birmingham, Alabama after this stop at the Cardinals game mm-hmm. uh, to play at Rickwood Park. These are fields that are, are kept by professional groundskeepers, mm-hmm. and you get to play on on a great field and make some wonderful friends it's worth doing it's not super expensive and uh, I think you'd really enjoy it playattheplate.org we have another sponsor I'd like to mention uh, while we're at it Uh, and we're really thankful for these folks it's uh, the great people at Century Mortgage Lending, they're in Birmingham, Michigan. Mm -hmm. They've uh, they've they've done some mortgage work for me. They've done a great job. Uh, and I, I know what mortgage work is like because I spent 37 years in that business. Uh, I just refinanced my house. It was easy. They made it easy. They took care of everything. And there's a lot of paperwork that is regulated. They made it feel good. Yeah. You can reach them at 248 258 4977. That's 248 258 4977. Or go to their website, Century ML. 
Com. I've been saying Century MI because my site isn't that great when I'm looking at things. But it's CenturyML.com. 248-258-4977. You might want to talk to Paul or Elizabeth over there. Mm -hmm. They do great work. Give them a call. Thank you. All right. So before we jump to our favorite segment of food, I want to jump back real quick to talk about this uh, game today between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Houston Astros. Who's pitching for the Rays? For the Rays, we got Castillo pitching, or starting, I should say. The one big thing with Castillo is I'm pretty sure he was used as an opener for most of the year. Mm -hmm. My concern right now is yesterday the Astros used five total pitchers. They got a good bullpen. I I don't think they got a bullpen, though, that will serve them well for two more games. So even if they win today, and I truly don't believe they will, I believe Verlander will come out, he will dominate for six or seven innings, give the ball to... You know, they could give it back to Wade Miley again tonight. I know he pitched yesterday. Or you could just give it straight to Ozuna and Will Harris and yeah. say, here's the game. I mean, you know, I'll finish it off. I know it's been, this would be four days after, you know, three days. Three days after yeah. Verlander first pitched. I mean, but how, how, as a skip, how long would you keep Verlander in there to kind of, I know, I guess keep things on track? I think Verlander is a lot like Jack Morris. Mm-hmm. I think he's a bulldog. Yep. I think he will stay in there as long I mean, as he wants have to be in there. Drag him out of yeah. there. Sure. And uh, you know, we're talking about two guys that were here. When we talked earlier about Scherzer, mm-hmm. and when you talk about Scherzer and Verlander, mm-hmm. they are two of the very few pitchers when you watch on television. You can see the extreme movement of their pitches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are uh, they are awesome pitchers. They are incredible talents, mm-hmm. and I think if they give Verlander any kind of run support, game over. Game yeah. over. However, you never know in baseball. That's right. Very and true. Anybody can have a bad day. Yep. Very Anybody's true. mechanics can get a little screwed up. Yep. And suddenly that ball that you were hitting the corners with is a, is six inches off and it's a ball. Right. Now you got a couple guys on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to be too fine, and now you got to hit the really hit the plate. And you you know you put one over the middle, and it's three runs yeah. before you know so it. So I got a baseball's point, that way. I got to point out though, Verlander in his first start of the postseason this year, he walked the first guy in five pitches. The first four, the first three pitches missed for balls. I believe he then threw a strike and then ball four. After that, he was dominant, mm-hmm. as dominant can be only allowing one hit. Um, hypothetically, if the Astros win today, this sets up a Astros-Yankees matchup that is truly, in my opinion, going to be what wins the series? Is it going to be the pitching or is it going to be, be the, the hitting? hitting? Because right now, if Verlander, Cole keep playing the way they've been playing the entire year, I gotta say, I gotta, you know, the Yankees, if I'm the batter, start praying right now. Yeah. Because, yeah, you guys can mash home runs. You guys can mash doubles. If he can't hit the ball, you guys are screwed. Verlander and Cole have both had success in New York and, you know, against the Yankees. And uh, it's going to be a true testament to see if those bats stay hot 
mm-hmm. with the Yankees. Uh, well, my, my bigger concern than the bats is, yes, Tanaka had a great outing. Mm-hmm. Severino last night had a great outing. Sure. Both of those guys have had recent injury issues that, yep. if I'm looking They're at the status of pitching, uh-huh. if I'm a New York Yankee fan, I got to hope my starters can go right. six plus innings yep. every start mm-hmm. because now you got Zach Britton, who last night, I think something's up with his foot, is what was put out, but he's now not 100%. Araldus Chapman has proven time and time again. He can throw the ball hard. He can get out. He's not hitting he also, like he, also, he used to, He though. also knows now that he can't just be throwing fastballs because no, they will not. get hit. Yeah. But he still lacks consistent control, and that's yep. going to be something that, if the if I'm the Yankees, I don't know how comfortable I feel with my pitching staff overall. I wouldn't. Here's, not uh, against Houston's here's, here's my thoughts. If it's Houston and New York, and it looks like it will be, which team has the better record? Houston, right? Mm-hmm. So Houston's got home field advantage. Mm-hmm. If it is an advantage, and I think it is because they get to play indoors. Yeah. Well, they can I, open the roof. Well, but what I'm saying is <laughs> you don't have to worry yeah. about the 30-degree weather you might nope. get in New York by next week, right? True. Uh, and that will help. Um, yeah. But, but for- you know, the Yankees, they have to play in that weather, too. It's just... Mm-hmm. Baseball shouldn't be played in that extreme. But pool. the only the only positive thing with this, if you're an Astros fan, is you got pitchers like Verlander, like Garrett Cole, who where their previous stops were were not in warm climates at the end of the year. I mean, Detroit definitely was not warm. Pittsburgh, you know, was not warm at the end of the year either. And when they got in the postseason, yeah. So you got you got veterans who have pitched in important games when the temperatures have been not great. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll, I'll take Houston's pitching staff over over New York's hitting okay. any day. Hey, uh, let's talk about food, because that's my favorite thing to talk yeah. about. I haven't had lunch yet. I was yeah, say, this is the first like, Tuesday where I actually ate my lunch before we went on air, so this is not going to bother me too much. Like so it ever does. This is our ballpark right food segment, and mm-hmm. this comes from... Where? Uh, so we're going once again to two different minor league parks. Uh, first, AutoZone Park, home of the Memphis Redbirds. And it's the Rendezvous Barbecue Nachos. That'd be Rendezvous. Rendezvous. Because we want to be yeah. French. <laughs> okay, what so the? these, these are topped with cheese, pork, barbecue sauce, and dry rub. Okay, that's what that is. Yep. Gotcha. Sounds looks good. Looks pretty good. Although, it kind of looks like there's some potato chips in there and rather than, like, normal Ooh. tortilla chips. Or no, those are tortillas. Just, it just, um, it just shaped, it's like, a just just shaped like a potato chip. Well, here's, yeah. here's the thing. Tortilla chips have to be... Corn. They can't be like the Tostito things in the store. What? You don't like the, the scoops? The, <laughs> no, the, scoop, lot, the yeah, scoops the scoops are a great idea. Right. But real tortilla chips. Something, right. Something really made of, of real tortillas. Yeah, like chichis. Like you would get at, at, no, at, a, at, a, <laughs> at a real Mexican restaurant. Yeah, in, like in a chichis. real Mexican household. Do you remember chichis? Those are the best. Do you remember chichis? I'm a connoisseur okay. of, uh, of uh, Mexican and Latino food, period. Okay. Go ahead. Our uh, our last thing. Why? When I re- Why? when I read this, it you didn't. Did not, I, I did not realize what it was. He didn't know. And now oh, I wow. do. And it is. You didn't a know what a Rocky Mountain dollar. oyster was. Wow. Nope. So here we go. The Rocky Mountain <coughs> oyster burger, and to my surprise, this is a deep fried bull testicle. <laughs> 
He's not going to get through the description. <laughs> I am not. I will be honest. I thought this was like an oyster. No! Um, I am sad to Rocky say... Rocky Mountain. Rocky Mountain. Where Do you think there's oysters in the mountains? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, What's so funny? This was a finalist in the Name the Team Contest, um, which I, I'm... Not quite sure what this was, but this was a big hit in 2018 during the team's final weekend, and I believe they kept it on the menu for yeah, they kept it on the menu for this year, 2019. <laughs> well, look, look, this is this and this is, is like... a home of the Colorado Springs uh, at Security Service Stadium. I can't think of a Colorado better name. Colorado Springs, home of the Air Force Academy. Yes. And apparently home of the Bull Testicle Burger. Yes. Rocky well, Mountain Oysters. They should just call it what it is. A Bull <laughs> Testicle Burger. Well, that doesn't burger. Too On my mother's side of the family, uh -huh. they grew up on the farm. Whatever animal was slaughtered for food, you ate every bit of it. Uh -huh. You ate tongue. You ate brains. Shoot, no, I remember. Snout. I remember Grandma making uh, chicken and did you, dumplings. Wait, Corey, did yeah. you just say snot? Snout. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and and finding in the chicken and dumplings the neck of the chicken. There's no bone. There's no uh, meat. Uh, meat on the neck of a chicken. <laughs> but it, it's kind of like uh, I didn't know there was meat on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, it, you know people people eat. You know, in in various cultures they eat various things. I, I, look. It, it, that's enough to make me a vegetarian. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> go back to the veggie dog. Here we go. Well, uh, it's been a great, great time here talking with you guys. I hope somebody enjoyed it. I know we did. <laughs> hey, for uh, Corey, Ethan, all the guys in the booth, thank you very much. This is Jess Monticello saying for, for NRMStreamcast.com saying, let's play two.